Hello and welcome to another episode of The Captain's Run. And when I say a special episode, I say the most special episode. It's almost, it is Christmas Eve for footy fans around the country. It is hours, just hours before kickoff. And when I say hours, we have the great Cameron Smith here, only hours before being at the grounds ready to go. At the ground ready to go. Kempi, all of our listeners to The Captain's Run, it is Origin Day. Origin One Day. And we're here in Adelaide. There's a bit of a buzz around the town. Both teams are ready to go, Kempi. I can't wait. Oh, mate, it is. You can see the signs everywhere. You see Queensland jerseys getting around there. I haven't seen one New South Wales jersey, which is interesting. But, Mm. I mean, I'm not going to delve into that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, obviously, to our captain's run. We are here for Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Welcome to our listeners. Sydney, SEN 1170, SENQ 693 Brisbane, SEN 620 Gold Coast, and for this week, SEN South Australia 629. Now, we are live from our Adelaide studios, 1 King Street, King William Street. So if you're here in Adelaide, come down and say hello. You can watch myself and Smithy talk all things rugby league and also Queensland. Um, well, the most interesting radio ever, one assistant coach in Cameron Smith will be interviewing another assistant. I might have to sit that segment out. <laughs> in Brandy. So we'll be having Brandy on the show later on, which will be very interesting. Listen, make sure to call the line. one 1170 Give us a text 0457 736 736. Wow. Let's get into it. Origin in Adelaide. Thoughts on that? Are you a fan of the neutral city, Smithy? Um, oh, look, I, I think for the growth of the game, Kempi, I think it's a good thing. Mm. Um, we are doing it every year now, though. I, I remember when I was still playing State of Origin, and this is going back quite quite a time, um, it used to be like on a three-year rotation. Mm. Um, so we played 2006 in Melbourne, 2009 in Melbourne, 2012 in Melbourne, uh, 15 in Melbourne again. Mm. Um, and then, and then I think the next time it was taken to a neutral venue, it was Perth in 2018. Mm. So I, I actually, I think that worked. I think that worked. I think, you know, Queensland got two games one year, New South Wales got two games the next, and then there was a neutral venue on the third. Yeah. Okay. And we rotated like that. Yeah. Now we're sort of every year we're, we're, we're taking one game to a neutral venue. Um, so yeah, the, I think the players understand, you know, sport, particularly, now mm. in 2023, it's it's a commodity. It's mm. it's sold as a commercial opportunity to to take, you know, the showpiece of of rugby league mm. to to other cities and and cities where rugby league, you know, it's not the the most popular sport getting around. Mm. Um, and yeah, you know, we're trying to grow our game across the country. Um, I, I know being. Um, having played rugby league in Perth and watching that origin over there, it's well received. Mm. Like there's a, I don't know whether there's a lot of expats living over there, New South mm. Welshmen and Queenslanders. Yeah. I'm not sure or whether it's Maybe like just FIFOs a, even? Possibly, mate. Yeah. I think that, that might be a big possibility. Um, a little bit different here in Adelaide. Um, although there's a lot of people I've, I've seen around, I agree with you this morning in, in Maroon and seen a few blues uh, jumpers getting around. It's, it's a little bit quieter, the mm. build up. Um, but, at the same time, I think it's nearly sold out the game. So. Do you think that the fact that I haven't seen any Blues jersey is like a physical bias that I'm currently experiencing? Like, <laughs> I literally can't see the you colour blue. You cannot see it. Like, I think there's actually a Blues scarf walking right now, but I can't see it. It's well, all it is. It's blurred. It is. It's like the censored things on movies. It's been censored in my mind on yeah, this day. Yeah. Well, you know what, mate? I'm a bit like that in these weeks. And I was like that as a player too. I just, anything blue, nah, doesn't get packed. <laughs> 
Can't wear it, <laughs> mate. Blue shirt, blue hat, nah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Are you the, are you the same? I'm the same. I'm exactly the same, and it's it's almost. It's so bizarre. You look at a shirt that has literally nothing to do with origin, but if it's blue, light blue, dark blue. Yep. Actually, that's what I'd love to uh, talk to you about, Smithy. Mm. Speaking of uh, shirts or jerseys, mm. the New South Wales Blues Navy Blue jersey debate. Wow. What, what do you think about? I mean, it's. I mean, it's interesting that it's got such traction in regards to the passion around it. Yeah, I, I understand the passion for sure. What do you reckon? Mm. Um, well, well, as a traditionalist, I. I wouldn't like to see the, the Maroons jersey change so drastically, mm. in, in, especially in the shade, mm. which I think is the, the the blow up, isn't it, with with New South Wales people? Is that like why are we wearing navy? Yeah, it's not navy; it's sky blue. Mm. So I I completely get um, the, the 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 backlash that the jersey has got, um, and I, I reckon I'd feel the same way mm. if if the Queensland Rugby League come out and said, "Look, this is the jersey we're going to wear." I know there has been some. Variations across the years, um, you know, through I think 2008, we wore a, a slightly different style of jersey, mm. given that was the centenary of rugby league. Uh, and there's been some variations along the way. But if Queensland come out and had like, a, say, a light shade of maroon, I don't know what color that you'd call that, like in between, say, like a pink and a, a maroon type oh. of thing, like that. I don't know about that. Maybe some of the current players might. Might Enjoy like that. that, like a Reese Walsh or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Paddy yeah. Carrigan. Oh, he doesn't mind it. He doesn't mind it. Big Paddy. A lighter shade of whatever. Player of the series last year. Maybe he's earned <clears> a <throat> bit of a, a dabble in the pink yeah. jersey. But um, no, mate, I'm not a fan, mm. like, if I'm honest. And, and it's not my place to to have a, an opinion on the New South Wales jersey. It's for, for New South Wales people, you know, the fans of that footy team. Um, but yeah, I, I like the sky blue and mm. I like the maroon. Mm. It's, uh, it's almost in tangent with or parallel to taking the game away every year to a different city because it's clearly a commercial reason. Oh, well, mm. not clearly. In my opinion, yeah. it's a commercial reason. Part of. I actually like the look of the jersey mm. in regards to – I think it's a cool-looking jersey. Yeah. But I agree with you in some things I feel that the value you may lose monetarily, you gain in the intangible tradition of origin. Mm. And I think there's certain things we've got to keep sacred in our game. Yeah. And then there's certain things where we go, you know what? Let's monetize it. So, for example, monetize the game by taking one of the games around the different states. Yep. We can all get on board that. Mm -hmm. But certain little things, I think, maybe we should just try to keep that as is. Kind Leave of it thing. the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the, been that way for a long time. Yeah. So, you know, and that's what, you know, there's there's certain traditions in sport, right? Mm. And particularly with Origin, it's got strong roots. It's it. it it is what it is because of its history. Mm. Um, so I think we shouldn't forget about that. Mm. And particularly, you know, the, the, the rivalry between the two states, it's it's built on those colours. Mm. It's sky blue and maroon. Yeah. It's maroon and sky blue. Mm. Mate, I, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. We're getting excited. Oh, we're, still, mate. How, we're still, how far away are we? It's funny, actually, one of our texters has corrected me. He said, Kempi, Christmas Eve, it's Christmas Day, you idiot. There you go. There you go. And you're absolutely right, sir. I apologize. I've been caught up in the origin fever. Uh, the Queensland <laughs> the Queensland spirit took over. I don't know. I mean, New South Wales listeners may, they don't understand the Queensland spirit, but it yes. took over me, so it does strange things. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's get into the biggest news of the week. The biggest news of the week. New South Welshmen will be devastated, but also uh, some will be celebrating because Crichton steps up for Latrell Mitchell after a calf injury. What a, a kind of double-edged sword from a rugby league fan. Latrell Mitchell, origin superstar, 
Stephen Crichton, how good is it that he gets a second chance? What were your thoughts on when you saw the news and how it all come to you guys? Yeah, well, um, so we were on the Gold Coast still. We hadn't um, travelled to Adelaide yet. And I, I think we were just about to head down to a training session and the news come through mm. um, that Luttrell had been ruled out or he'd ruled himself out, which, whichever way it was, mm. um, and that Stephen Crichton was going to be playing. So that was... You know, we were a little bit shocked by that because there was no news of, or any sort of hint around, you know, an injury cloud yep. being over Latrell, mm. um, you know, which I think happened the day before in, in one of their training sessions. So, um, but, you know, the, the, the team was notified. Um, we didn't make a huge deal of it, mm. to be honest, Kempe, um, because, you know, the player that comes in now to, to take Latrell's place, Stephen Crichton, he's a he's a wonderful player. Very different player to uh, Latrell Mitchell. Mm. Um you know, and a lot of the talk was, was around, you know, you, you could just feel the talk around, you know, fans like, oh, Latrell Mitchell's not there. How good? Well, yeah, in a, in a way, because mm. we know that he's got that X factor. Big game player can come up with big plays when they're needed. Mm. But Stephen Crichton, he's got his own weapons. He's got his own strengths that, that are different to Latrell Mitchell. Mm. He's a guy that, well, first and foremost, he's got a great combination with the Penrith connection mm. in the New South Wales side, um, you know, particularly Cleary and Luai. Mm. Um, and he's he's got a high work rate, high work rate. He, you know, when, when any time Queensland kicks down behind the New South Wales line, he'll be back there early to take a carry. Mm. He'll be there supporting, um, you know, Brian To'o and, and Josh Adokar when they're carrying the ball out of their own end. He'll, he'll be in and around the ruck taking good carries out of their own end. So he brings a lot of strengths to their football side as well that we need to be aware of. But, you know, from, from Queensland's point of view, nothing changes mm. as far as game plan. Nothing changes. They, you know, they know that Stephen Crichton is a, is a wonderful player. He's played State of Origin before. He'll feel comfortable there with, you know, club teammates being around him. It's uh, a bit of a, a strange comparison, but it's, it's kind of like, you, like, for example, fighters, boxers. Yep. They go through a whole camp and they train for a specific boxer. Yep. And the boxer is one of the best in the world, whatever. That boxer pulls out three weeks before it. Mm-hmm. Then an, another boxer comes in that's not as good on paper, but also has his own set of skills. Yeah. And sometimes that box, the new boxer surprises the guy that's been training for the other guy. Yeah. And so I do think that's an underestimated... Like, I'm sure Queensland would have been preparing for Luttrell. And so you've got minimal amount of days to prepare for Critter. And, and you're right, because Critter has had big, big moments in mm. big games. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. So, like, with, with Latrell, you know, as I mentioned before, like, he can come up with those big plays when they're needed. Mm. Whereas Stephen Crichton, given his combination with the, with those players, particularly the key players that are going to be, you know, um, sort of steering the New South Wales side around the park, he poses a different threat. And maybe maybe that makes them – does that make them a more dangerous outfit as a, as a whole? Mm. You know, with that combination? Mm. That That's the thing that I think – you know, particularly the the outside defenders for the Queensland team have to contend with is that, well, okay, they prepared most of the 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 ten day camp, thinking they're facing Latrell Mitchell, which you know, as I said before, when he gets the ball in certain situations, he can he can make things happen. Whereas they know now with Stephen Crichton, he's just going to be at them all game, mm. at them all game, and mm. and he he takes a lot of confidence out of you know playing with you know, half a dozen of those players every week. Mm. Well, it's, it's 
the Queensland dominant period, uh, uh, I mean, I don't know if you could measure it, but a lot of the success was, I personally believe, because you did have a kind of key element that had played a lot of rugby league together. Yeah. And so that is a danger in itself that you can't really measure Yeah. Uh, with the Penrith boys. Well, absolutely. And, and you know, particularly in these big games, there's there's so small room for for error mm. and and you don't get a lot of time to to really um you know sort out set plays and all these type of things because the game is so fast mm. it's played with such intensity having familiar faces around and, and actually not having to wait for a call or any type of communication just just looking at body language mm. you can sort of sense and pick what what they're they're going to try and do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, so I think that's going to benefit New South Wales. There's no doubt about that. When, as soon as I heard the news, this is just my opinion. This is not, you know, talking with the other coaches or anything like that. But when I heard the news, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a sigh of relief. Mm. i put it that way. Yeah. And, and that's, that's all due respect to Latrell Mitchell. Mm. I didn't think, oh yes, Latrell Mitchell's not playing. This is going to be an easier game. Not for one second did I think that at all. And, and I, I can speak on behalf of every other person involved in that Queensland side because, again, we know the strengths that Stephen Crichton brings. Mm. And as you touched on there, Kempi, the combination, you just cannot underestimate, you know, the combination and, you know, the connection that those Penrith players will bring the New South Wales team. Mm. Uh, now, how State of Origin debut- debutants will handle the big stage? Obviously, Young, Tavita Pango Jr., Hines and Walsh. I guess... what. It's it was so long ago with your debut, but you would have you would have captained when so many debutants had come through. Well, yeah. I guess give us an insight into seeing some of these guys come through and what's it like in such a pressure cooker. Yeah, well, there's no doubt that there'll be some nerves floating floating around for those boys. Mm. Um, you know, I, with the New South Wales side, um, you know, looking at you know Hudson Young and um, Pangai Junior, Nico Hines, they've all been playing some pretty good footy. So they're bringing form to this um, to this game. So they take confidence out of that. But it's it's the unknown. It's, you know, they've been in and around these camps. They've been in squads. But they, they've yet to take the field in an yeah. origin game. And you can watch as much as you want. You can be around it as much as you want. Until you've gone out in the field and actually been a part of it, it's the unknown. Mm. And it, it, it is. It's a shock to the system. Mm. And I'm sure right now, like these guys, you know, whatever they're doing, you know, preparing to have lunch, they might be having a rest, they might be doing a pregame routine, they might be stretching, whatever it is. Mm. There'll be some thought at some stage today that will go through their mind, am I good enough to be here? Yeah. Am I good enough to be out here with, you know, the likes of Cleary and Luai and Munster and you know, Daly Cherry Evans and, and these great players that have been and done it many, many times before. Mm. There's no doubt about that. But that's a good thing. I I, I always used to find that, you know, I I did that for a lot of years, Kempi, mm. in, when I first started Origin. So I come yeah, well. in in different circumstances to the boys tonight. This is game one. It's the opening game of the series. Yeah. I come in in game three. Mm. New South Wales had already won the series. So they won game one, won game two, and game three was in Brisbane. So... I guess in a way there was there wasn't as much pressure on me to go out and and perform. Although you know I I I guess I, I put a little bit of pressure on myself and I had you know standards that I wanted to meet for that game. Yeah, but it's a little bit different to these guys. Like game one is is so crucial to the outcome of of the series. But um, there's no doubt they'll they'll ask the question many times before kickoff tonight. Like. 
am I good enough to be here with, with the best players in the game? Mm. Um, but I think that's what brings the best out of individuals as well. Yeah. Certainly, certainly in this environment where it's just, it's, it's so intense. As I said, it's, it's, it's cutthroat. Small moments matter in the end. Yeah. Mate, I cannot wait, cannot wait. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to get an injury update, and we've got plenty more Origin chat. Plus, Riles reportedly, well, not reportedly anymore, the Dragons confirmed it, Riles has rejected an offer to coach the Dragons. There are reports that he may take a role with Storm, and we're going to get deep into that. We'll see you on the other side. Talk. Uh, let's have a quick injury wrap from round 13. Thanks to Victor School and Sports Club Supplies. Visit victorsports.com.au. Smithers? Yes. Uh, and we touched on it before, Campy. The biggest injury or the biggest injury uh, spoken about in the last couple of days, Latrell Mitchell calf. He's TBC at the moment. Mm. I heard there's a chance he might play on the weekend. Saturday. Really? Saturday against the Titans. Wow. There's a chance. Outside chance. I, look, Surely not. I don't. Look, if he's. What, if he's 75, 80%, I don't even know if you risk him. No way. He'd be um, crazy. Uh, up there against the Titans. It's mm. on the Gold Coast. So, yeah, just look, they're in a great position, the Rabbitohs. Don't yeah. know if you risk um, big uh, Trell in that game. Jack Bird, he's got some knee issues. He's out for a couple. Uh, Corey Hardaway and Nida. Uh, yeah, awful scenes Scary. watching him go down the other day. Yeah. So, um, at least one month we're hearing um, that he's out with, with those issues. So let's hope Corey is feeling much better. I think he is. I think he, he posted, didn't he, that he's, yeah, he's yeah. feeling better. and Waiting for some scans and that. Waiting for yeah, waiting for some, some, some feedback about um, the issues there. So let's hope he's, he's up and about. Uh, Freddie Lussick, concussion, so he misses a week. And then the Foz, um, what's it? He's done a toe. Big the toe. toe. Big toe, little toe. Don't know which one. What about the tooth mail getting around? Uh, did, is Nathan clear his tooth in here? Oh, please, come on. Hey, the toothache. The toothache, they Can't reckon. Be, Can't be. I've been hearing all week, oh, when, when someone, when's, the, when's a Queenslander going to go down with a flu or a bug or something like that? And, mate, we'll, we, we'll have to ask Brandy. Yeah. I heard Brandy talking. Oh, he's got a toothache. Mate, I tell mate, you what. Get, if, mate, seriously. That could come, come back to haunt him in a big way. Wow. Toothache. Please. <laughs> that's the best. That's the best. Nah, that's a G up. Surely that was a, a just to throw it out there as a G up, and then it just got some steam. Surely, surely, surely. has to be a toothache. Couple, couple of Penadol, <laughs> mate. We've seen Nathan get whacked around the field and smashed, and mate, he's not going to let a mate, toothache stop him. Two origins ago, he was split like half his face, bleeding everywhere, and he killed it. Yeah, so Come he's on. tougher than that. Come well, on, we'll, we'll have to G Brandy up a bit, I reckon. Yeah. But that's it for the week, mate. They're the injuries. Victor School and Sports Club Supplies, supplying schools and sports throughout Australia. Visit victorsports.com.au. Let's get to some text, Smithers. Mm, yeah. uh, <laughs> what about the – hey, Smithy and Kempy, can you guys explain to me – and I'm, I'm okay with geography. I'll, I'll send this one to you, though. Okay. Can you guys explain to me whereabouts in Queensland Orange is located? South of the Gold Coast. <laughs> So there is a little bit of real estate between Gold Coast and the border. All I know is is Orange in there. It's south of the Gold Coast. That's all I know. I think it, I think you're correct. I think it, so. That is a correct statement. Yes. Um, that's a true statement. It is a true statement. Yeah. And that's as far as I, I mean. I'm not a ge- geography man. All I know is spirit. And he's he got the right spirit. Right. You know. So I don't know whether someone flew to Origin, injected <laughs> him with some Queensland spirit, yeah. and then brought him back up. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, so for all our listeners, um, Big Tino, he was born down there, but he moved up to he, he was born, he was raised in Gympie. Hey, I tell you another one, the great Peter Sterling. I yeah. think he was born in Toowoomba. You know what? Hey, that's 
That's the one. It never comes out, that. Never comes out. From New South Wales. One yeah. of the greatest players ever to pull on a New South Wales jersey. Born in Toowoomba. Yeah, very quiet. Where's Toowoomba? Mate, it's Mate, north, of, Downs. north of Gold Coast. It's north of the border. That's right. Anyway, Tommy, don't point south, mate. There's no Toowoomba in New South Wales. Um, got some more texts here. Uh, hi, boys. Uh, won't matter if it's Mitchell or Crichton. Uh, Val Holmes is in for a tough night. His form is crap. Stafford wow. Toa towed him up, and so did the Ipswich Jets centre, the Mortlake Tiger. That's from the Mortlake Tiger. Okay. Yeah, okay. no, Stafford Toa, he did play well. Stafford Toa played unbelievably. Yep. Uh, goat and goat lover. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt Tripp had summoned again. Riles to the Dragons was something they had to play out to get mm. to get uh, out of the Roosters. Mm. I mean, wow, that's tinfoil hattie. Yeah. Very tinfoil-like. So Matt Tripp, obviously, the CEO, the director, chairman, chairman of the Melbourne Storm. Very savvy businessman. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I don't think that's well, true, but. Well, well, yeah, not sure. We're going to get to that news about uh, the Jason Rolls move, but um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I don't know how accurate that is. <laughs> but I love the tinfoil. I love the tinfoil. Now, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to get into all rugby league news, uh, including uh, basically the huge news Jason Rolls rejecting the Dragons. Uh, offer maybe going to the storm. Plus, also, we'll ask Smitty how's camping, how's settling into Adelaide, all the origin news we could possibly talk about after the break. Hello, and welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. We've got uh, actually, we've got a caller on the line, Mark from Quakers Hill. Mark, you there, mate? No, Justin from Penrith. You there, mate? Ben and Smithy, how you going? Very good, yourself? Happy Origin Day. Yeah, yeah mate, too, mate, here in. Looking forward to a New South Wales win tonight. Um, so I wanted to have a chat to you guys about your thoughts on Origin eligibility. So, Denon, I heard you talking on the Bloke podcast, which is awesome, by the way, uh, with Guru about AFB and the fact that he's no longer eligible for New South Wales, even though he's a mascot jet, um, because he played one under-20s match for New Zealand. Uh, under-20s origin for New Zealand way, way, way back. And now, obviously, he's shifted his allegiance um, to, I think he's a Tongan boy, is he? Or a Samoan boy? Samoan boy. Um, and, and that rules him out of origin, so uh, pretty much forever. Um, is it time that we looked at changing the rules around eligi- origin eligibility um, to allow blokes like that back into the game? Or it, should it really be a... Um, a bit of a, a tryout for the Australian squad and that only. Well, so just just for clarity, and I think on the podcast we met because we were still unsure whether he'd played one game for the actual Kiwis, and I actually think that he he did play one game for the Kiwis. I think like as in first grade. Um, but in regards to AFB, the reason why it was such a unique position was because he 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 grew up in Australia essentially and. He basically came out and said if he had known that that decision would, I guess, completely uh, take him out of contention, um, he may have thought of it a little bit harder. So it was such an interesting take to talk about and think about, oh, well, he did grow up in Australia, so obviously he's a New South Welshman and, and all that. Mate, I am so confused, and I don't know what the right answer is because part of me says I think that we should look at it, but at the same time, 
thinking of, say, you know, Sam Burgess playing Origin, it just feels a bit strange, to be honest. And, and I, don't know, I don't know what the right answer is because then you could go, well, hang on a sec. Tonga and Samoa, just because they're Tier 2 nations, why are they allowed? So, mate, I am so torn on this. I don't know what the answer is. Uh, I, I'd love to get your thoughts, Smithy. I've I got no idea. Yeah, I, well, I've been on of the opinion that um, let, let's nominate, like, okay, if you, if you want to play for Australia, then you're eligible for New South Wales and Queensland. You're, mm. you're eligible for origin selection. I think if, you, if you're choosing to play for Samoa, Tonga, or other, other nations, then, then maybe you're not eligible for, for state of origin. Mm. Because, like, and I'm not trying to deny, you know, some of our great players from, from playing state of origin, mm. but that's just my belief. I, I think that, um, you know, if, if, if you're going to nominate to play for the Kangaroos, then that, that gives you a pathway into playing state of origin football. It, mm. it, it shouldn't, yeah, I don't think it should be the other way around. I don't think it should say, yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm playing origin because mm. I'm eligible. Yeah. But then when the Origin Series is over, I'm going to go, I'm playing for another country. I think you choose which country you play for, which is, for me, that, that strengthens the, the international game. Mm. I, I, I love that. I, I love that, you know, guys like Jerome Luai and, and um, you know, other players are, 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 are playing for, you know, their, their country of heritage. Mm. Um, these guys can play State of Origin because they were, they were born, you know, Luai was born in New South Wales, he was born in Sydney. Um, you know, so that that's just my opinion. I'm not saying anyone's wrong with opinions that vary to mine mm. or, or whether I'm right. Um, that's just how I feel about origin and then moving on to playing international football. What do you remember so that, Mark? Throw this thing, huh? Sorry. Um, yeah, so that means people like Crichton, Luai, all of those guys wouldn't be able to play for New South Wales this evening. But wouldn't that then take away from the spectacle of origin because... It's such a good, fast-paced game. Like, do you think we would actually damage the Origin product if we were to deny people like Jerome and Stephen Crichton from playing, even though they go represent Samoa on an international level? Well, yeah, that. Well, yeah, no, that 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 is an argument that people can put forward. There's no doubt about that. But I'm sure New South Wales have got plenty of great players to pick from. If, if those guys weren't playing, well, I'd say they're injured. Like, uh, uh, would you not be would you not be confident with anyone that come in and replace them? Like last year, oh, no, last year, last year, if, it, yeah, like last year, if say Luai doesn't play, and you have a, a Jack Whiten who's fit and playing well for Canberra, like he 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 wears the number six jersey. If Brian Tottle's not available for New South Wales last year, um, the Fox or Josh Shadow Carr plays. You know what I mean? So there, there, there's plenty of great players out there that can can take those jerseys. I will say, mate, I do think that we need to make it. I guess, more enticing for... I know the NRL and International Rugby League are different, so it's very hard because you've got like these two competing bodies that have different incentives. You've got the NRL that's a business and it's trying to make money, then you've got International Rugby League. But I do think that we need to, because if we have a, a growing Polynesian and obviously Indigenous um, you know, population, but mainly Polynesian because obviously they'd be playing for another uh, country, I think that we need to create more opportunities for them to play for their countries. So International football. Yeah. yeah, international football. So, for example, I would love to see a month where it's dedicated to origin and international football so that then players like that, you know, are more passionate, say, for their heritage could go, I want to play for my country. That's what's important to me. Mm. And then the other players say, well, I'm, I'm more passionate about playing for Queensland and I want to yeah. play for Australia. 
Um, I think that would be like the best middle ground of giving the P Polynesian players and all, all the other countries as well more of an opportunity to play for their country. I guess the biggest test, Kempi, would be, um, and Justin, you'd, you'd say, <clears throat> if you put a test match on a, on a weekend, right, and the state of origin on the exact same day, and I know this is a little bit unfair to the players, and I'm just tossing this out there, like which team do you want to play for? Mm. And that will show you where, you know, their their allegiance is. Mm. Yeah, it's it's so, it's such a tough dis, uh, discussion because there's yeah. so so much nuance to it as well, yeah. and there's so many variables. Uh, so many. So oh, I'm on with Smithy as well, mate. Like this is just oh, I, I really don't even have an opinion on it because I'm so torn, and that sounds so yeah. sitting on the fence. But I am genuinely torn. Like I am genuinely torn. I actually think if I was making the decisions, it would be a month of rugby league where we do a round robin with Samoa, Tonga, PNG, Fiji. Uh, NZ, Fiji, and whilst also um, we play the Origin games on the Wednesday, the Test matches on the weekends, and then any players that don't aren't eligible for any of those games, they go back and play New South Wales Queensland Cup, which brings that quality up. And I think I personally think that would be the best um, solution because then we're celebrating everyone's heritage. Everyone is getting a celebrate part of rugby league. But you know that's that's uh, that'd be very tough to put together. Thanks for the call, Mark. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Good on you, mate. Yeah, well, it's such a tough question, man. Honestly, mm. I don't. It is. It is so because you, you, you sometimes you hear people like with what he said. Would it take away from Origin? It's, yeah, it's a fair question. Yeah, would it take away that's from right. Origin? That's right, and that's what I was saying. Like, there's there's a lot of different opinions out there, and mm. and I don't think there's right or wrong. Mm. So we just got to yeah find out a middle ground where everyone is. It's it's not great. It's just black and white. Yeah, we get the best product at the end. Now we've got Shane on the line. You there, Shane? Hey, Kempi Smithy, how are you, boys? Very good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, going good, going good, mate. Look, um, just on the colour of the Blues jersey, we had the same colours in 2019, and there wasn't wasn't hardly a word said. I think most of it is getting stirred up by you blokes up north of the border and the journos up there. <laughs> you're just stirring this up. I, I think you probably should be more concerned when Pangai Jr. destroys your forward pack and gets Pino in a headlock. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Mate, mate uh, look, hey, mate, maybe it is. Maybe we've got a sleeper in the New South Wales media. I'm not mm. sure, but... Um, I'm sure that's where it was coming from. Yeah, that's, I mean, I thought I saw Phil Gould talking about it, if I'm yeah. being honest. But, yep. hey, you know, if you don't... If he's, oh, he's a Queenslander. I think, is he a Queenslander? I'm not sure. <laughs> um, no, it, it's a... It's, look, to be honest, like, even though I would like to see the traditional colours, it yeah. doesn't... Not that big of a deal to me, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Shane, what do you reckon, mate? Mate, I don't really care. It doesn't worry me. Look, as long as both both jerseys are bathed in blood at the end of the game, that's all I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, oh, I love, love it. it. Thanks, yeah, Shane. Good. Appreciate the call. Legend. Oh, that's great stuff. That's See great you, stuff. Absolute legend there. He knows what Origin's about. He yes. gets it. He yes. gets it. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to talk about the best hands, thanks to Schnitz. If you download the SEN app, you get all the SEN shows. So you've got Fletch, you've got Matty Johns, you've got Bossy, you've got Brandy, the best talent in all the leagues. So SEN app, download it from your podcasting, um, sorry, from your phone's, uh, what would you call it, app store? But Smithy, yep. who's the best hands thanks to Schnitz this week? Okay, best hands thanks to Schnitz. One point goes to Scotty Drinkwater's cutout pass to Kyle Felt um, to score against the Eels. I thought they were much better. The cows. Mm. Um, 
this week. They uh, they they put up a bit of a fight, missing a, a handful of uh, some of their, their big name players. But Scotty Drinkwater, great to see him playing good footy. One point, two points go to Tristan Saylor. Well, Tristan Saylor, this is a we very rarely see this. This is a he had a hand in the play, a defensive play. Unbelievable. Wasn't passing or flick passes or anything like that. One-handed try saver against Rocco Berry. Unbelievable. The hand of God. One of the greatest try savers you'll ever see. Like, just got the hand under the ball enough just to hold it up off the turf. There's, there's some players that just have that, like, magic about them, eh? Where yeah, they, they just tinny. They can just Is get something. I don't even know. Don't know. I don't know. But they're just that. that like, for example, if he intentionally like was like to measure where his hand goes or whatever like you'd almost not but just the feel to be able to know where the ball is yeah incredible yeah that that was and it was a great performance not just yeah. that effort there like Good he played player. really well Good footy player. coming in uh playing number one in the absence of reese walsh uh but three mate three points goes to jermaine asako um with his well leaping effort above uh matty fungi to score his first try against the dragons mate the dolphins they just, they just keep... Could they make top four? Oh, like, for example... Imagine it. For example... Imagine. If they miss the eight, is it now a disappointing season? Well, where they are right now, well, I'd say maybe. Yeah, that's crazy, yeah. eh? Yeah. That, that's how far we've come with the Dolphins. That yeah. if they're out of the eight, we're going, yeah. oh, what a, that's a bit disappointing. Like, we should have probably should have hung on there. Yeah, well, well, yeah, well, from the players' point of view, of yeah. course. Yeah. 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 No, I was thinking maybe, like, from a fan's point of view, you'd go, well, look, they played outstanding. Yeah. Just missed the top eight. Outstanding first season. But from a playing point of view, I've got no doubt, Kempi, that they're sitting, you know, in their, inside their four walls of training thinking, hey, boys, we're, we're playing finals. Nice. We have to play finals. They, and they've dealt with. Everything. Setbacks, challenges, suspensions, injuries, even to some of their key players. Mm. And they just keep going about their business. It is such a, uh, I guess, an example of there's so much more to rugby league than, you know, the team on paper or yeah. stats or... Marquee player. Yeah, there's, there's this intangible quality that is timeless. And it represents what Wayne has been about for so long. Yeah. It's that intangible... If you say if you speak to players that have been under Wayne, they won't say to you, "Oh, he was a master tactician, and he and he gave me this insight that I just couldn't believe." It was like, no, he just made me feel happy. Yeah, <laughs> he played on the wing. Did he teach you anything, mate? <laughs> he tried to. Let's put it that way. He tried to. Didn't work. Didn't work. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I had a, yeah. a career-defining moment. So when I had, I don't, so basically, the Broncos had told me that I was third in line. At the Broncos. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a first grader. And I feel like I sh it wasn't about money. Backing yourself. I, I'm a first grader because I was playing first grade at that stage. Anyway, so the Warriors offered me a deal. I agreed just via my manager, just verbally. Yep. And then like only a few days later, uh, Wayne sat me down and said, mate, I'm not sure what's happening with your contract or whatever, but I'd love you to come to the Dragons with me. Mm. And I said, sorry, Wayne, I've already given my word. But what a like sliding wow. doors moment. I could have gone down to the Dragons and... The Drags. And, yeah, they... We all, they well, they won the premiership. Yeah, twenty ten. Yeah, so look, I'm a good decision maker. I make good decisions in high pressure situations. <laughs> <laughs> Holy heck, learn, mate, learn, um, learn and move on. Schnitz bite into golden, delicious, handcrafted schnitzels. Uh, on that depressing <laughs> note, we'll get to some text. <laughs> well, on the on the origin um, discussion, hey goat and beak. Oh, sorry, hey goat and beak goat. What are your favourite biffs? That you've seen in Origin, and do you think there's a chance we'll see one tonight? 
I don't think there's a chance we'll see one tonight. No. There's there might some... be some fracas yeah. and melees, push and shove. They're not allowed to punch. So it's just like you're letting your team down if you punch. Yeah, you're not allowed to punch. It's just a it's a it's a straightforward rule. You you cannot punch in our game anymore. If you punch, you get ten minutes. Yeah. So the, I don't think there will be favorite punch ons. Yep. Ooh, I mean, we had one in under 19s that was great. Yeah, that was awesome to be a part of. Just to say that I was a part of it, not that I did any damage to anyone, but yep. just to be in amongst it. Who was in that? Oh, mate. Will Chambers. Mate, Will Chambers. Yep. Uh, Dave Taylor, Yuate. Uh, Hayne. Wow. You, you name it. Yeah. Jared Mullen. Wow. Uh, Who won the fight? Queensland. Uh, but only, only, I wouldn't say like, yeah, maybe it was skill because like Will Chambers was throwing mad. It was only, <laughs> it was because uh, Gordon Tallis got us all rolled up before we ran out. Oh, so big Gordy. When it, when it kicked off, yep. we were all on the same vibe as in we're just going to run in and start throwing. Whereas New yes. South Wales, they, they weren't ramped up to like, if there's a fight, go. Everyone have a crack. Gotcha. Whereas Gordy had basically told us all. It was all in. All in or no one in. Yep. And so we all was like, well, it's all in then. So as soon as it kicked off, you can just watch the video. Queensland, just we just swarmed them. Um, I mean, I didn't do much, to be honest. I just jumped around and held some jerseys. <laughs> made it look like I was doing something. You know, oh, like played your role, mate. You know, when you're at work and you're like, boss just makes you want to look busy. That's what I was doing in that fight. Uh, now we're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got plenty to talk about, including your texts and calls. And then also we'll do a deep dive into the Riles Dragon situation. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Let's get to some texts. Smithy, you got some texts there, mate. Um, What have we got here, boys? Oh, hang on a minute. You blokes are flogs. You win the fights when you put three on one. Smith, you would have had trouble punching a ball, boy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, you're right. I would have. I would have. That's why I didn't get involved in those fights. Um, yeah. He's got me. He's got you. I've got nothing there. You couldn't punch. You couldn't. You'd have trouble punching a ball boat. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't want to see you punch. I the wouldn't ball want boat. to do that at all. I was just more concerned about putting points on the board against New South Wales. <laughs> That's all I was concerned on. Kept oh, B. there it is. Thank you. Thank you. He's here. Well, I was going to say all day, but he'll be here for a couple more hours. Then he's going to go across the stadium. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to talk about the biggest news of the day, plus plenty of origin chat. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day and Spitwater. Spitwater high-pressure cleaners, tools, not toys, tough and ready. Also, have your say. Give us a call, 1300 01 1170. Text us, 0457 736 736. Well, we've got the great man Brandy on the line. Are you there, mate? Denon, how are you, mate? Cameron? Hey, Brandy. How you going? Mate, uh, mate how'd you... obviously, we had uh, lunch the other week, mate. It was good to see you. Good, good, good spirits, mate. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, it was good. good catch-up, wasn't it, with Hutchie and, uh, and the on-air team uh, that, could, that could get there. So it was, uh, yeah, the SM boys together. I, I had to bail pretty quick, but sure, you blokes had a good afternoon. Kempi, what happened? Oh, no invite. No invite? I missed out. Oh, no, Smithers didn't get the invite. No, I was working. Oh, okay. Working. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Mate, Brandy, how, how's it been in camp? Obviously, there's been, uh, I mean, I would say there's been, a, wouldn't say a lot of noise out of camp, but obviously there's been a bit going on with the Latrell injury and everything. How's it been internally, though? Uh, it's been good. It's been a good camp. Um, yeah, and generally, you know, camps are good, um, you know, unless you've got massive problems, but that's that's been a that's been very rare, uh, and even with the loss of Latrell on on Sunday night, and it was sort of the last they were going to the training was all but finished, and Latrell did that little calf strain uh, right at the death, 
Um, oh man. And that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was right at the right at the end of training. Actually, the last time, last attacking play coming into the try line and just wow. pulled up. And I was standing opposite him, so I was like off the field, but in between the dead ball line and the fence. And uh, he was facing me, so I was only fifteen metres away. And, you know, I, I I could just tell by the look on his face. Um, and almost immediately when he just took a step and then sort of put his hand up and wandered off the field, I, uh, as I'm watching and I'm thinking, well, if that's his calf, that's he won't be playing next week. That's too mm-hmm. soon. That's, there's not enough time to recover. So uh, that was the case. But Stephen Crichton came in uh, for Campbell Graham, who was the original 18th man. But Campbell was um, Campbell spent the day with us last Monday when he when the side was selected and. He had trouble actually turning Campbell with the the, the severity of that uh, that sternum problem, uh, and he, he you know he sat down and had a chat with us about the seriousness of it, and said that you know needling would get him has been getting him through games, um, but he said I, I couldn't train, so we we had to make the decision, uh, you know, to send Campbell back and then bring in Stephen Crichton. Crichton's been great, and I said this morning. Uh, to a, one of the reporters that I don't think Stephen Crichton's been as ready as he is to play Origin. He's played, he's played three or four games, Stephen, and started uh, started last year in games two and three. But I think I think you know another half a season under his belt, only a young man, uh, he's as ready as he's ever been, and he and he's trained well. So uh, you know, hopefully it all works uh, for him tonight. Brandy, that was a big call, um, Latrell. I think he made the decision to say, look. I'm not 100% right. I think the, the best decision for the team and for the state is, is Stephen Crichton comes in. How was he you know, when he informed the rest of the team that, that he was going to withdraw from game one? Yeah, it was a tough decision, Cam, because it was one of those... Yeah, it was a slight strain. Like, But mm. there was, you know, torn fibres there. And, yeah. Um, you know, so there was sort of part... Everyone's going, well, you know, do you take that risk? The medical staff were saying, well, look, he might be right. Might come... Come kickoff, he might be able to run a captain's run. It might have settled down, but uh, yeah, Latrell in the end came to the decision. You know, and you know, as, as players, we know our own bodies and mm. we know what we can and can't do. And, and he was pretty emotional, Latrell. It was, um, you know, there, there wasn't many positives around Latrell's yeah. withdrawal, but 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 the way he did pull himself out of the team and the the, the chat that he had with the, the team before we, we headed off to Adelaide was um, was pretty good. It was pretty stirring stuff from Latrell about what you know what the, the jersey meant to him and you know how he missed last year and uh, it was good to be back in camp and good to you know uh, reacquaint himself with the, the boys that uh, did a job in 21. Um, so you know that that was a positive cam how he you know how he, how he handled it and yeah, um, yeah but Move on. And, and so, Camp, just back to your question, Camp. Yeah, Camp has been good, apart from that and the pain incident last last week at, uh, at Coogee, which was a bit of a concern when it happened because we weren't sure exactly whether pain was going to be good, but the medical staff assured us that he'd be right and uh, they've, they've been proven correct. So, pain's you know, got no problems with that ankle. Um, otherwise, it's been a really good camp. Mate, Nico Hines, it's, I mean, I assume you, you would have, but did a lot of viewing of his time at the Melbourne Storm go into the selection at 14? Uh, yes. Yes, it did. Yep. He's, his time off the bench and um, his time in the middle and his time at fullback. 
Uh, we know he can play fullback well, but yeah, and we're pretty confident that uh, Nico can handle just about anything that's that's thrown at him. Um, you know, his, his form's great, but uh, you know, I think his ability just to to handle any sort of situation because of uh, not just not just uh, past experience in in you know playing a number of positions, but just the sort of character that uh, that Nico is and doesn't seem to get flustered at much, so pretty confident that he can handle any sort of situation that arises tonight. Brandy, along with Nico Hines, you've got a couple of other players on debut. Hudson Young, Davida Pangai Jr., they've impressed you during this week? Uh, they have, Cam, yep, very much so. Um, uh, I was pretty... I knew what we we're going to get with Tavita, um, mainly because of the you know the, the chats that I've had with uh, with Cameron Serraldo uh, mm. about how he's been going, you know, not not just on the field, which we can watch, but what he's been doing off the field, and um, you know the time that he spent at Penrith, uh, that short term contract, I knew how impressed the boys were with him you know, during that period, and and Ivan Cleary was as well, um, and about the sort of job that he did for the Panthers, even though. You know, he was injured for the grand final, uh, what he did in the, the prelim. And, uh, you know, so, and, and he's been terrific to Vita. He's got a tight bond with Payne uh, and also Junior. Uh, so the three big boys have stuck together for most of the camp, which is always a, a good sign. And um, and Hudson Young's fantastic. Look, you know, and he's been in discussions, you know, for the last couple of years because of his good form with the Raiders. Uh, but, you know, new to the situation, whereas Nick has been part of it. Uh, Tavita, even back in 2019, came in and spent a day with, with New South Wales. So, But Hudson's, yeah, uh, Hudson's new to the setup and uh, he's handled it beautifully. Uh, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a tough player. He looks, like, he looks like in club footy, he looks like an origin player. That's certainly been confirmed. You know, chatting to him this week and just watching him in action, and I like the fact that he's a, a footy player. He's not just a big body. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's not just tough. He's he's got he's got a lot of footy in him. So um, that's always helpful as as well. But they're they're being terrific, mate. Brandy, thank you so much for joining us, mate. We really do appreciate it, and uh, good luck tonight. Don't say good luck, then. And <laughs> neither you, Adam Smith. We'll just we'll just we'll just say goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> see you see you tonight, mate. Bye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought he I mean, brushed us. Oh, look, I was trying he to offer a, a, a leaf of, of peace. I was yeah. trying to, a branch. I was trying to branch him, no, but you know what? He's right. He is right. There is no good luck tonight on today. Uh, see you, Brandy. Mate versus mate, state versus state. It's the best stuff in the business. Uh, what a great insight from Brandy. What a really, really good insight, you know, with the Latrell and obviously the debutantes. Um, cannot wait for tonight. Cannot wait. Now let's get into Jason Riles, Rejects St. George, Illawarra Ooh. Dragons. Turning down four-year coaching offer. Dragon CEO Ryan Webb confirmed the news this morning to News Corp. Jason notified us this morning that he no longer wanted to be considered for the role. Wow, that's interesting. Very interesting wording. Uh, it wasn't the right fit time for him. We appreciate him being honest and rather find out now than in six months' time that he didn't feel comfortable. We will continue our process with the other candidates, hopefully bring it to a head shortly. It is expected Riles will sit out the rest of this year before joining Bellamy at the Storm. That is all reportedly that last wow. little bit. What do you reckon, Smithers? Yeah, well, well, it's huge for St. George, given, um, you know, Jason Rolls is a former player, of course. Mm. He, he understands the club. He, un he understands the organisation. He knows the community. Mm. Um, so it's big that they've missed out on um, his signature to take on the head coaching role there um, in 2024. 
and and he's he's no longer at the Roosters. I don't think. I think he's. I think he's finished there. It seems like it. Yeah. Well, I think he. I, I'm pretty sure he has. Well, that's the reports coming through. I think the Roosters organization said, "Mate, look, you know, you've you've had discussions with other organizations mm. about joining them um, next year. So I think it's best we part ways now." Mm. Um, so and and the mail that we're all hearing is that it's it's likely now that he'll rejoin the Melbourne Storm, mm. um, where he was an assistant coach to Craig Bellamy for some years there um, through, you know, some pretty um, decent years. They got some good results with, with Jason Rolls there as assistant coach, you know, helping out with the forwards and, and the defensive side of football. It's huge. Mm. They, they missed out on a, a, a good one there. Yeah. You, know, you talk to anyone involved in the game and they've seen Jason Rolls go about his business. They, they, they highly rated assistant coaches mm. and, and has been for quite some time now. So it's a big one. It's, I mean, it's huge for the Dragons. It's obviously big for Storm. It's it's also big for the Roosters because the Roosters lost Craig Fitzgibbon last year. And you could argue that, I'm not saying that it's, de- like, he's the only reason why they're struggling a bit this year. But I think mm. that he was, I'm pretty sure, their defensive coach. And, and so they're probably missing him a little bit. But then also for the Roosters, I guess, to show, you could even say, strength in regards to saying we're willing to let him go now, even though that's probably yep. not what's best for us on the field short term yeah. short term uh the dragons what i find really interesting with the quote uh notifies that he no longer wanted to be considered for the role that's really interesting which means like he's clearly said he was interested yeah and then has come out and said i'm no longer interested so i wonder has it been in the i guess the thoughts or the, has there been conversations where he was basically weighing up storm and Dragons at the same time, or mm. Storm realizes that they may miss their man yeah. unless they get him here now. Well, I think that that may be the case. I, you know, I think Jason Rolls would have been looking at an opportunity to become a head coach. Mm. Um, the Dragons' job obviously come up with um, with Anthony Griffin being let go. Mm. You know, sort of only just recently. So they were on the hunt. They were they were on the lookout for a head coach. Um, and it sounds like most definitely that he's inquired about the job at the Dragons. Mm. Um, you know, I think that's part of the reason why the Roosters have let him go now. Yeah. Is because they're they're aware that he was on the hunt for a, a head coaching role. Mm. Um, with, and he still had 12 months to run Yep, next year. So I think they've just said, look, I think it's best for all of us to part ways. You, you know, clearly looking for an opportunity and that's fine, but we're going to part ways right now. And I think it, it all happened at the same time, didn't it? Anthony mm. Griffin was released from his contract. Um, and then Craig Bellamy come out and said, I'm going to coach for a further 12 months mm. um, into you know, and through to the end of 2024. And the news come out about Jason Rolls. Yeah. So I think I think the storm may have said, oh, look, there's an opportunity here. Mm. There's an opportunity here. You know, Jason Rolls is, is looking for a job. Maybe he is the man going forward for us. And, and – and there was talk about Billy Slater taking over at Melbourne Storm. Yeah, I, I think the discussions I've had with with Bill, um, and they haven't been in depth at all, mm. but, and, and they haven't been specific about Melbourne Storm. Mm. It's just been about you know his desire to to be an NRL coach. I don't think he has a desire in the short term mm. to be to be a, a an NRL head coach. I yeah. think he's enjoying his role at the moment, coaching three games with Queensland. He's obviously got a very good job with Channel Nine mm. commentating, and also he's got his 
horse business. Yeah. His horse breeding business. Um, so I think more than likely, I'd say there would have been discussions held with, with the Melbourne Storm, mm. um, with them inquiring around Billy's um, thoughts on, on taking over from Craig. And I reckon he would have said, look, I'm not, I'm not ready to do that right now. Mm. So they've gone for a guy that they think can, can carry on mm. um, after Craig Bellamy finishes. And, and that's Jason Rolls, who, as I said, you know, he had quite good success at, at the footy club as an assistant coach there. He's yep. learnt from Craig Bellamy closely. Um, he understands the organisation. Um, and it looks as though that's well, what we're hearing is, is that's where he will end up. It's, uh, that's because I was going to ask you, does it almost guarantee Storm's next head coach is Riles? Well, it looks that way, doesn't Surely it? Surely he wouldn't take that deal unless... Well, of course, mate, because he... And hearing from the comments um, <clears throat> from from the Dragon CEO, Ryan Webb, mm. saying um, you know, that he no longer wanted to be considered, he's he's obviously considering being a head coach. So yeah. he's if he... If he's moving from the Roosters, he's obviously looking for a head coaching job in the near yeah. future. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's had a discussion with the Melbourne Storm and said, look, yeah, I'm keen. If I'm the right man for the job, I'd love to come down and just oversee the next 12 months with Craig. Mm. But the thing is, with that, is Craig going to finish? That's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> Is Craig going to finish? That's that's the big one. It, no one knows. It's, it's, I don't think he knows. It's going to be interesting. Really interesting. I, I, I do think, though, from a Storm perspective, mm -hmm. it's the perfect environment for a handover rather than a coach coming in uh, straight away. Just like cold out of Cold. So, yep. for example, I know I know Riles has been there before, but let's say yep. Belag next year said, I'm done. Yep. Then Riles comes in. Yep. I actually don't think that's the, the perfect way to do it. I think it's better that he's there at least for a year or two mm. so that he can slowly, A, be a part of building the roster. Yeah. Part of the direction of the club, yeah. And then when he does get the reins, it's already already in his direction. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great point that you make. Like being being there and having that transition of working with the current squad, mm. having um, taking part in, I guess, the recruitment and mm. and the building of the squad for when he takes over as head coach. I, I think that would make for for such a smoother transition mm. of coaches. Given given the um, the the enormity of of that transition of Craig Bellamy ending his role as head coach at Melbourne Storm. Mm. Well, he's been there 20 years. Yeah, wow. You know, he, he's had a huge impact on that club. He's had a huge impact on that football side, the football department, the way it's all run. So, you know, I think it's really smart by the Melbourne Storm. Mm. If if that's if it's correct what we're hearing and, and Jason Riles will connect back with the Melbourne Storm, it's, it's a really smart move to get him in there you know, as soon as possible before that head coaching position becomes available and having working with those current players who who he will take over and start as a head coach with we're going to head to a break after the break look i'm still smiling from brandy's uh oh, no good. good luck i yeah. love that i absolutely it's so good is he saying we're not genuine uh, mate yeah <laughs> is he saying that i don't want queensland no no i thought it was great oh absolutely fantastic from yeah, brandy there uh good. we're going to head to a break after the break we've got our holy schnitz moments thanks to schnitz Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time now for our holy schnitz moment of the week. I tell you what, the punters are loving the holy schnitz. They are. They're loving it. They just they they scream it out now. They scream it out. So I hear it at the footy. Schnitz, I think we need to renegotiate, just saying. Just to, Tom, you reckon? Tom, reach out. 
Okay, yes, he sums up. He sums up. Yes. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay, my nomination this week. Now, I told you a couple of weeks ago, Captain's Run, I'm a big Arsenal fan. Mm. A little bit disappointed. They, yeah. They're leading most of the year in the league and then... Just a little just, bit disappointed. Yeah, a little bit disappointed. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who will be very happy. And when I seen the result on the weekend, I said, holy schnitz. Luton Town FC getting promoted into the Premier League next year. Wow. So it's top three mm. uh, of the championship go up. Bottom three of the Premier League go down. Yeah. Right, they get demoted. Yeah. Penalty shootout in front of their home fan capacity. Capacity home ground. Wow. 10,000 people. Right? Yeah. Bang, winning in a shootout. They no finish third. Finish third and get promoted to Premier League. Imagine the crowd watching that going, I was there the moment that a small team so with good. a stadium of 10,000 people yep. is in the Premier League now against giants that are worth bazillions of dollars. Crazy. Unbelievable. Mate, my holy schnitz moment. Again, I think I holy schnitzed it twice. <laughs> a double holy schnitz. First, I yelled holy schnitz when Broncos nearly blew the game. <laughs> then I yelled holy schnitz when I saw Pompey oh, grab the back of a jersey. No. I think all of New Zealand yelled holy schnitz. Oh, no. What's doing? And so my holy schnitz moment of the week was, A, the Warriors' crazy comeback. B, on the buzzer. Try time. They would have... Uh, Equaled it up. Just the little jersey pull. Oh, no. Oh, no. So I think New Zealanders have yelled holy schnitz across the country. Uh, So that's my holy schnitz moment of the week. Got that winning taste right now. Schnitz handcrafted schnitzels made fresh and made just for you. Uh, After the news, we're going to preview some origin football. Some origin football only hours away, guys. Make sure to text in 0457. 736 736 or call in 1300 01 1170. Give us a follow on Instagram at SCN League. Uh, but we will see you on the other side and get deep into some Origin Rugby League. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse, heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings. Now, before we get into the preview, just so everyone knows, it's a bit of a shorter uh, episode today. We'll be finishing in 30 minutes. Uh, I mean, look. Got a little bit on. There's a little bit going on. <laughs> a little uh, bit on. A little bit on. So uh, we'll be ending a little bit early. But we won't be leaving you without a deep dive into an origin preview. And that's our game of the round. Thanks to Suncorp building a more resilient Queensland. That's the Suncorp spirit. New South Wales Blues versus Queensland Maroons. 8-10. Uh, Adelaide Oval. New South Wales Blues. Trell out. Crichton in. Burton 18th man. Three debutantes. Uh, Queensland. Walshy. Sole debutant. A uh, hooking combination of Harry Grant and Ben Hunt uh, and a fairly youngish forward pack. How do you see this game playing out, Smithy? Well, look, this is going to be a great first-up match. Uh, I think both teams, uh, they bring in a lot of great form um, from each of the individual players mm. um, from from the footy sides. Uh, look, and it's so important, game one. Mm. Like, you hear a lot of the, the past players talk about it. You hear the, you know, the coaches talk about uh, the importance around game one and, and getting out there and playing your best footy, getting a win, because it just sets you up. It, mm. it, and, and you look over history, you look over the, the Series 1 by you know, either Queensland or New South Wales, more times than not, they've, they've won the first one and then gone on to win the series. Mm. Um, a lot like last year, Queensland win Game 1 in Sydney, mm. get, a, get a heavy loss in Perth, yeah. but then back it up with a great victory um, on home soil in Brizzy. But, um, look, this is going to be a great game. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the battle, in particular 
the Battle of the Ford Pack. Mm. A couple of new faces for New South Wales, yeah. uh, of course, to be the Pangai Jr. He's named to start, so could be a few fireworks. Um, we spoke earlier. I know there's there's no big brawls and punch-ons like they used to be, but, mm. um, you know, the, there's going to be a clash of some, some guys that are in great form playing in the middle. Patrick Carrigan, of course, for Queensland. Yeah. Big Tino coming off last year. Maybe... Maybe New South Wales go after Tino a little bit mm. after that little sort of who brouhaha, brouhaha. With, with Matt Burton. Yeah, maybe they've he's got a bit of a target on his well, head. Well, they did but, say they didn't like the the look of that whole situation. The Blues have said yeah. that. Yeah, and and you know what? That's that's fair enough. But you know, big Tino, he's a big boy. Oh yeah, he's, he's a big he's, boy. He's six five, hundred and fifteen kilos. I think he can take care of himself. Yeah. And you know, he's got blokes there to back him up. So mm. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, as I said, can't wait to see that that battle in the middle. But when you look at the class on the on the edges, you know, mm. like the, the halves pairings for, for both footy sides, yeah. Munster and uh, Cherry Evans, of course, for Queensland, <clears throat> Cleary um, and Luai for New South Wales. There's there's so much talent um, across both footy sides. I think we're we're in for a, a really special game. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's I love the fact that the forward packs. You'd probably say equally as good as each other, but very different in the way they play. Yeah. Uh, I I look at the New South Wales forward pack, and I would assume that they've gone okay. Has a lot of offloads in him. Paolo a lot of offloads in him. Tavina Panga Jr. a lot of offloads in him. Mm. We've gone with Api Corasau, quite crafty around the ruck. I'd assume the game plan for New South Wales is uh, obviously you, you take the sting out of the game, and then a few offloads here and there to try and get some momentum. Mm. And then, obviously, Queensland's game plan, I'd, I'd, can, I'd assume, would be similar to Game 3. It's just heavy, heavy line speed and yeah. just winning the contact. Yeah, well, they're going to have to because, you know, when you look at the way, particularly Penrith play, right? And mm. we've we've touched on this, um, not just today, but last last captain's run as well. There's a there's a there's there's an influence there for a reason. Um, mm. You know, I'm sure Brad Fittler has encouraged, particularly, you know, Luai and Cleary, um, this week to say, hey boys, like let's let's bring that formula that you have at Clubland into this into this game because mm. you're playing alongside, you know, Isaiah Yo, who will touch the ball. He will touch the ball as much as Cleary and, and um Luai do tonight. Mm. Plus you got your old mate back in Appy Coruscant. He's mm. over at the West Tigers now, but you know, they've got they've got a great combination that you know they played many years at, at Penrith together. I, I think we'll see a similar style of football that when you're watching Penrith play um, you know, each week in the NRL, I think you'll see a similar style of football in this game tonight. Yeah. Plenty of angle changing, plenty of you know coming back, back towards the middle of of the field, testing out the big ruck forwards for Queensland. Mm. So th- they're going to have to be on their game tonight defensively. Yeah, I- I've got no you know doubts around the way they'll they'll play with their foot, play with the football. Queensland, they love running the football. They've got great leg speed. I think you know that's that's where Billy Slater has opted for you know in in his middle forwards is mm. that. They're all very similar where they, they got great mobility. They can run the ball well. Um, you know, they've got great hands as well. So there's there might be some interchange of passing. Mm. Um, but defensively is where they need to be sound tonight. Mm. You know, when you've got Apicoros out, marker looking for to make inroads in behind the play of the ball. Then you've got Cleary and Luai. They love drifting across field, dropping off runners, changing angles, testing, as I said, testing out the big boys. Are they still moving their legs? Are they filling the space? Mm. And, and they'll just try and break Queensland down. Mm. And then when those opportunities arise to, to go forward and look for space. Interesting fact about New South Wales. 
you know, Cleary and Luai, and, and you don't associate these numbers with with halves, particularly in the modern game. Mm. They had 49 runs between them. Wow. That last club game against uh, the Broncos. Yeah, wow. That's I th- interesting. I, yeah, I think it was. I think Nathan Cleary had 26 or 27. Yeah, 200 plus metres, I think. You know, and, and Luai, you know, he had... You know, sort of, you know, twenty, twenty-two or twenty-three runs. Yeah. So, like that, they're big numbers. Yeah. So there's no, there's no second guessing the way New South Wales are going to play tonight. Those mm. two guys, they're, they're going to be prominent. They're going to be on the football, and mm. they're going to be attacking Queensland's defensive line every opportunity they get. Mm. Do you think that New South Wales are going into the game with a set structure of an exact minute that Hines comes on, or do you think they're going to feel the game out? Oh, look, I, I think they'll have a plan in place mm. where, where they'd like to get Nico Hines on the field. Mm. Um, I don't think they'll they'll just wait until the last minute um, to put him on. I, I don't think so. Mm. I, I, there'll definitely be a, a time in the game where they'll want him to come on and, and have some sort of influence. And, and a plan where everyone knows when, when Nico's on the field, okay, we, we slightly adjust the way we play because it's an extra half. There's talk about he'll replace... Api um at dummy half. I don't know whether that will happen. I think he may come on and play as like an extra half in the middle. Mm. He'll play in the middle of the field. Yeah, but I, I think he'll play as an extra half. A lot, very similar to the way he used to at Melbourne Storm. Okay, when he come off the bench. Mm. Um, the only the only risk in that is if you take yourself back to the twenty twenty grand final mm. where Melbourne Storm looked quite comfortable for the most part of the game until Penrith had their Come back. Yeah. And Craig Bellamy, he couldn't find a, an opportunity to get Nico Hines on the field. Mm. He actually sat on the bench for the entire 80 minutes. Yeah, wow. So that who, – who, like no one knows how this game is going to pan out. Yeah. As I said, both coaches will have some sort of plan or idea in their head when they'd like to make those rotations or interchanges with their players on the bench. But who knows, having a guy like Nico Hines on the bench, I know he's great cover for several different positions, but – there may be a case where, you know, depending on the way the game pans out, as I said, he, he may not get on the field. Yeah, it's it, it's a tough position to be in if the game is so tight. Yeah. Api Corusau is so important. You need a bigger forward to make sure that the, the middle is blocked up and, and good to go in defence. Mm. Uh, on a Queensland's perspective, I mean, outside looking in, and you would have a much better uh, gauge of this, but there's just Reese Walsh, for me personally, like he could make the game, but also we just yeah. don't know. He could also break it. You just don't know. No, that's right. And and you know, that's that that is, you know, part of what makes State of Origin so great is because at some stage, some like we all have to make our debut mm. for those that get the opportunity, you know, whether it be, you know, making your debut playing first grade, mm. making your debut playing origin or test match football. At some stage you gotta play your first game. Mm. So there's an aspect, there's an element of the unknown around Reese Walsh, or you can base your um, your thoughts on and the way you'd like him to play, or you, the way you think he'll play is is his form from club level. Yeah. Now, leading up to this game, how many people or how many comments did you see around Reese Walsh's performance? saying he's got to play Origin. Yeah. Like that, it was everywhere. Yeah. It was, it was a everywhere. pretty common theme, wasn't yeah. it? So. You'd like to think, and, and the way I've seen him prepare this week, um, and I said earlier, I had to do a press conference earlier, Kempi, the best judge of who should be playing one is Queensland's coach, Billy Slater. Oh. He's the best fullback to, to 
pull on a maroon jersey. Mm. In in my opinion, yeah, okay. In my opinion, I was lucky enough to play alongside him alongside uh, uh, for a long time. So you know, there's no better person to have there to decide who should be playing one. Reese Walsh has got the nod this time, and I think Billy has been really impressed with his preparation for a young man. You got to remember, he's only twenty. It's crazy. Twenty. <laughs> And I think even Billy would probably, he, he would say as well, like thinking back when Billy Slater was 20 years of age, you know, looking at Reese now, he's probably, he's probably ahead of where Billy was at the same age. Mm. You know, he's, he's, he's done some wonderful things at club footy. He's playing well. And that's all you want him to go and do. Mm. Just bring that form to this level. Will he be tested out? Of course he's going to be tested. Yeah. Mm. He's, he's a, He's a he's a rookie. He's a debutant fullback. He's going to be tested with you know, with the with the aerial kicks from Cleary. He's going to be putting up the torpedo bombs. He's going mm. to be putting up the floater bombs that he's so good at. It's just a matter of Reese backing himself, which he will do that, and the twelve other guys out in the field with him at the time mm. backing him up. It's uh, you're right in regards to is his debut. He's a fullback, but he's also a key cog in the wheel of the victory for the Maroons. So yeah. not only is it a debutant, it's a debutant in a key position. Yeah, that's right. And so it's such an important piece of the puzzle. Is there anywhere that you think... So what's interesting is I would say that the benches are almost identical. Mm. You know, you'd say Arrow is like Martin, Cotter is like Murray, Paolo, Tino. Yep. I think the only difference to a degree, because we don't know what Hines is going to do, he could come on and absolutely... Explode. Absolutely. Incredible player. Yeah. But Grant, we know what we're going to get out of Grant. Yeah. And so that could be a, a yeah, point of difference. I think so. Yeah. Well, it, it could be, mate. Yeah. yeah. It could be. And um, well, from a Queenslander's point of, point of view, I hope, hope it so. is. Um, it certainly worked for the team last year. I thought the combination of, of Hunt and Grant was fantastic. Um, you know, they ended up going away, playing in a World Cup together, representing Australia. That's mm. that's how well they played together. So um, it, was a, it was a vital piece of... Uh, Queensland's series victory last year was that one-two punch that that Harry Grant and uh, Ben Hunt provided for Queensland. That that's the I guess that's the unknown, and it, it's not something that that has bogged down you know Billy or the the, the team during the week about how's Nico Hines going to be used. Mm. Wherever Nico Hines comes on the field and whatever position he plays, well, we'll just deal with that. Yeah, um, I, I cannot see well. Put it this way, Nathan Cleary won't be coming from the field. Mm. Jerome Luai won't be coming from the field. And and unless Appy Corusau is um, out on his feet and needs a break, I, I really don't see him coming from the field either. Mm. Now, we'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out later on once once the game gets underway. But if all those all things being equal, if they're if they're feeling great. And you know, the match is even or even slightly in their favour for the New South Wales Blues. I don't think they get removed from the field. Mm. So I believe Nico will come on and, and and they'll use him as an extra half. And they'll put him somewhere, say, in the defensive line, maybe in the middle. Or they might put him, say, on an edge. Yeah. Say, four in. Yeah. And they'll move their their edge forward into the middle just for defensive sets. Yeah, okay. But then say, hey, mate, when, we got an, when, when we're attacking, when we've got the football... Go do your thing, because mm. he's not. He's he doesn't play that style of football that Nathan Cleary plays, where he's quite structured. Mm. Um, he roams, so mm. I think he'll give he'll be given a, a a license to roam 
anywhere. Yeah. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to talk about rising stars thanks to Bailey Ladders. Time to see which young players are climbing up the Bailey Ladder worksite trusted for over 60 years. 60 years, Smithy. 60 years. 60 huge years. Bailey's Ladders. Unbelievable. Um, three nominations again this week. Kempi, first one, Wittemu. Greg, how good's he going at the moment? Mate, so good. So against the Cowboys, uh, 23 years of age, one try, ran for 150 metres, two line breaks in just 50 minutes of game time. He's just playing so good at the moment. The big fella with two line breaks. Unbelievable. Mate, I will say Eels, although it's been a bit of a, a tough season, what I think is is such a good testament to the club at the moment, or at least the last five years, is how many players have gone there and become the best versions of themselves. Yeah, true. And that's a good sign of something going right, at least. Yeah, of course. And it looks like the young fellas there are enjoying themselves. Mm. They're enjoying themselves. They're expressing themselves on the field. And, and particularly, Greg, like he's... You can see the transition of his body as well. Yeah. Like he's start like he's he's firming up, he's he's fitter, mm. he's playing some great footy, so well done to him. Uh second nomination, well the, these next two they're from the Raiders. So Basami Solo, uh but against the Rabbitohs, of course. Twenty four years of age, he ran for hundred and ten meters, one line break and thirty three tackles. Wow. So big game there by Solo. And third nomination goes to Albert Hobawade. He's only 22, um, playing the Rabbits, of course, again. Three tries, mm. three tries for 217 metres uh, and two line breaks just to top it right off. I, I love the fact that Albert Hopawati is starting to fulfil the hype around him. Yeah. If you'd been around footy and you'd heard about Albert Hopawati coming through, I mean, the raps on this kid were huge. absolutely huge. Yeah. And we're finally starting to see why he had such big raps. He's getting confident in his carrying of the ball, in contact, his finishing ability. And I actually think that we're not even close to how good this guy could be. Yeah. Not even really? close. Oh, mate, his raps coming through the ranks were it was it's almost shocking that it took it's taken he's now he's struggled with injuries and you know, they've they've had some outside backs that have been quite good at the Raiders. Yep. But I think we're gonna see to me personally, he reminds me a little bit of a To'o kind of uh, yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Great in contact, great PCM post-contact meters, yep. but also can finish and decent under the high ball. Yeah, got a good all-round package. For the, for the modern winger that needs to do 200 meters a game, yep. but also needs to be able to finish. And not like the modern game, uh, sort of modden winger now, like overly yeah, tall. 6'3 six, six or whatever. Yeah. Like the modern To'o version yes. where you've got to get through a bunch of work. It, you've yes. got to almost... Uh, step in and uh, take up the slack for metre gain, whereas like back in the day, it was always the forwards job to get the meterage. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, wingers, you've got to put in at least 150 to 200 metres a game. What's his, what's his contract situation? Do we know? If, is he locked Re, just, in? Just resigned this year. There you go. For, so I'm really excited to see how he goes. There you go. Really, really excited. That's thanks to Bailey Ladders bringing safety and efficiency to the work site for over 60 years. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to give you our sure things. Uh, I cannot (laughs) wait for that. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see you on the other side. Let's now share our sure thing for sure hire, the temporary work experts, surehire.com.au. What have we got, Smithy? Who's your sure thing, mate? Oh, look, uh, is is there a comp on? Is there a comp on this week? I'm just, I'm just, I'm caught up in this state of origin stuff. Listen, um, I'm going to go. Well, this isn't a long shot here. Look, I'm going to back, I'm going to back Penrith. Okay. Although that that might be a bit dicey, can be given this 
so many players playing Origin. Mm. So they've got to pull up you know, relatively well, although they got a good turnaround. They play Sunday against Dragons. I'm going to go Penrith Panthers. Now, look, I was going to talk about Origin, but I'm not looking at jinxing anything. Yeah, I don't okay. want to put any bad juju, any bad vibes out there. Yes. I don't want to be... Juju. Yeah. Is that even a thing? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. It is now. Because <laughs> I just know that if I do anything Queensland, I am going to get absolutely pizzled for cursing the boys. So right. okay. I am going to go league in a roll game. Yes. And I think that the sure thing is the Rabbitohs. I just I Rabbits. think they bounce back in a big, big way against, against the Titans. Titans. Yes, yep. Yep, they're my sure thing. Uh, that's sure hire, Australia's most complete shoring, propping and traffic product range called one three hundred sure hire. Oh, wow. Oh, righto. The countdown, it's on. It is on. Make sure to tune in. It's live. It's free and exclusive on Channel 9. The Great Smithers will be commentating. Yes, I'll be there. Joey and myself and Matt Thompson. Oh, man. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Thanks for everyone that listened in. Make sure to give us a follow on at SEN League. We've also got the Captain's Run, uh, NRL on Twitter. We've got TikTok. Uh, download the app. SEN on uh, on all your good uh, app stores. Plus also, listen to us belatedly on Apple and Spotify. We will see you next week. Enjoy Origin.